this is John Fenimore's Souvenir Programme. Great Caesar Augustus, your time is nigh. You are about to ascend to the gods. Yes, I feel it. Leave me, all of you. I would be alone. Great scribe! Great Caesar! Approach. You must record my last words. Oh, right. Hang on. Just find me stylus. Come on, I haven't got all day. Oh, no, you really don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, inappropriate. Uh, OK, stylus poised. Hit me. I found Rome of clay. I leave it of marble. Of marble. Got it. Mm. That's very good. Well, of course it's good. I don't need a scribe to tell me it's good. Oh, damn it. What? I found Rome of clay. I leave it of marble. Yeah, I got it first time. Professional scribe. No, I'm just... Oh, damn it. They have to be my last words. I found Rome of clay, I leave it of marble. No, I think that's just a figure of speech. I don't have to literally be the last words you ever say. Of course they do, you imbecile. They're not my last words otherwise, are they? They're just some of the words I said. <laughs> I found Rome of clay, I leave it of marble. Well, I'm sure you know best. Of course I do. Now get out. OK, bye then. Give my love to the gods. Wait! <laughs> I found Rome of clay, I leave it of marble. Oh, yes, good catch. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so was that it? Because um, you said go before, but mm. then you said wait, so... Mm. What, what are you doing? Uh, sorry, I don't... You want something? Mm -mm. <laughs> something through the door. Mm -hmm. uh, is it a fan? Mm. Some sort of bird. Get out! Oh, oh. I'm telling you to get out! Oh, damn it! Right, okay. Wait! I found room of clay! I leave it marble! You know what? I know it's just because you're on your last legs, but that version's actually better. <laughs> oh, yes, and there's the flappy hand gesture. As we've established, that means go away. So, uh, off I go. Anything else you want? No? OK. Shall I leave the door ajar or closed? <laughs> Sorry, are you nodding for ajar or closed? <laughs> no, again, I don't know whether you're... Ajar! Leave it ajar! No, 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 wait! <laughs> I leave... Oh, oh, I leave marbles in my jar! <laughs> Got it. I leave marbles in a jar. <laughs> right, and we'll let posterity decide which one of us is the imbecile, shall we? <laughs> Next stop is Doncaster in approximately 40 minutes. Doncaster, your next station stop. <laughs> guy next to me is playing a Carcassonne on his phone. I like that game. Let's see how he does. Hmm? Hmm? Good? Oh, no, I'd have... Oh, no, good. Oh, he's good. Hello, John. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm the voice in your head. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm the voice in my head. You're the normal one, sure, but I'm the special one. With the extra special good ideas. Whatever it is, I am not listening. You should ask that man if he wants to play with you. Uh, OK, well, we don't even need to discuss this one because obviously I'm not doing that. You should. You're stuck on this train together for 40 minutes. Why not ask if he wants to play? Because it would be really weird. No, it wouldn't. Of course it would. Why? You like Carcassonne? He clearly likes Carcassonne. Yes, and he's perfectly happy playing against his phone. Well, he won't be, will he? Because he's good, and as you well know, the computer opponent is rubbish. You'd give him a much better game. Well, yeah, but... Really? <laughs> really, you're offering him a favour? It's just not something people do. Well, why not? All you're suggesting is a little human interaction. 
Isn't that how we should be? Not all locked away in our own separate little digital worlds. I suppose the worst he can do is say no. Exactly. If he doesn't want to, fair enough. No harm in asking. There isn't, is there? None at all. I'm going to do it. Do it. I will. Mm. Uh, excuse me. Yeah? Hi. Um, sorry, this is going to sound a bit weird. I just um, happened to notice, is that carcass on your plane? Yeah. <laughs> right. I, no, I thought it was. It's just... Um, I. The uh, thing is, I uh, uh, play that game on my phone too, and I uh, just wondered if maybe if you wanted to play with me. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks, mate. You're all right. Yeah, no, fine. No, no, no worries. Of course. Sure. No, I just thought I'd... No. Uh, great. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll just... Uh, okay. No problem. You bastard. <laughs> And now you've got to sit next to him for 40 minutes. Okay, guys, first of all, I'm really grateful to you all coming in at the weekend like this, and especially after we've been working so hard, you know, finishing the designs for the Rhino. I, I, I wouldn't do it. I hope you know if it wasn't an absolute emergency, but it, it really is. Um, I, I can't break this to you gently. I have... Just had word from upstairs. They are now saying that none of the animals can use fire. What? what? Yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I don't know what they're... Anyway, the fact is, we have to throw out every animal we've designed that uses fire. Everything? Yes, everything. The phoenix, gone. The dragon, the flame gibbons, the hot rabbits, all gone. Not even the inferno skunk? Yes, everything. Right. So... Uh, as you can imagine, that, that leaves us with a massive hole. So, um, guys, it's, it's all hands to the pumps. We need new concepts as quickly as possible, ready to go. No idea, too stupid. Let's go. Anyone? OK, OK. Uh, how about wolves, but they love you? Uh, <laughs> wolves, but they, lo they love you? Yeah, not in packs. Just, uh, just one or two small ones that sort of go round with you and, and, and love you. But wolves? You said anything! Yeah, no, no, fair, you're right, fair enough, stick it down. Friendly wolves. Sure, we're off. OK, who else? Uh, how about a bear that's always asleep? <laughs> always? Well, you know, nearly always, cos then that's its thing. It's the sleepy bear. Uh, OK, um, where, where does it live? In the trees. Wouldn't it fall out? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> okay, what would it eat? Well, the trees, I suppose. Fine, sleepy tree-eating bear. Yeah, <laughs> stick it down, why not? Next. Um, ha have you done anything upside down? Upside down? Yeah, like uh, head at the bottom, feet at the top. I don't think we've done that. Uh, OK, I, I, know, I said no bad ideas, but how would that work? <laughs> it could... Uh, oh, hang from stuff. OK, good enough. Yeah, uh, give it three toes and make it really slow. Why? <laughs> There's no time for whys. We've right, just got yeah. to go with our gut instinct. OK, who's next? Uh, underwater spiders. How do you mean? Just, well, the eight legs thing, but in the sea. Fine, make them really clever and give them two hearts. <laughs> uh, next. Uh, uh, tiny lions that live in your house. Isn't that the same as your wolves that love you? No, these ones wouldn't love you. Fine, yeah, do it. Um, anyone else? Can you uh, come in? Mice, but they can fly. Sure. Uh, foxes, but they can fly. All right. Fish, but they can fly. OK, but, guys, we are getting in a bit of a rut here. Let's try something different. Uh, birds, but they can't fly. <laughs> Yes, of course, that's great. Do loads of them. Uh, all different types, one for every continent. Fantastic. Um, any more, any more. Come on, anyone. 
okay, how about... Okay, this might sound crazy. Um, something with the body of an otter, uh-huh. uh, the tail of a beaver, uh, and the beak of a duck, and it lays eggs, and it's, and it's got a poison foot. <laughs> Sounds a bit like the duckbill platypus. Yes! <laughs> Once upon a time, in a far-off land, but don't worry, we're not doing the accents. <laughs> a wise old man did great service to the king. Overcome with gratitude, the king said to him... Wise old man, you may have any gift it is in my power to bestow. Oh, any gift? Anything at all, because I'm the bloody king. My liege, my wants are humble. I merely request that you take a chessboard. Okay. On the first square, you place a single grain of rice. Hang on, how complicated is this going to be? Do I need to? Do I need to be writing it? No, down? no, no. It's very simple. Place right. one grain of rice on the first square, but then place two grains of rice on the second. Right. And so on and so on until the chessboard is full. Okay, so to sum up, you'd like some rice. Yes. (laughs) Right, then. Only do we really have to go through all the business with the chessboard? Couldn't I just give you, like, you know, whatever that is, a a warehouse full of rice? Or a rice farm? Do people farm rice? Or is it like pasta? I should know these things. I'm the king. (laughs) I should like the precise amount I specified, if your majesty will agree to it. Oh, sure. And so the king went away to calculate just how much rice he owed the wise man. And before long, he came back and said, Okay, here you are, your 2,080 grains of rice. What are you planning? A very small risotto? (laughs) What? No, no, this isn't rice. Pretty sure it is. I counted it twice. No, no, it should be more rice than exists in the entire kingdom. Right, no, we definitely got different answers then. (laughs) I mean, there's loads more rice than this in the kingdom. There's quite a lot more just in the bag. How many many grains did you put on the last? The 64th square. Uh, 64. (laughs) No, no, I said each square should have double the grains of the square before. No, no, you said one on the first, two on the second, and so on. Yes, two is double one. Well, it is, but I think if you ask most people what comes next in the sequence one, two, and so on, they'd <laughs> three. Oh, dear. Oh, I see. If it had been doubles, that would have been lots of grains yes, of rice, would it? Yes, about 18 and a half quintillion, yes. <laughs> well, I don't know what that is, but it sounds like plenty. Yes, it's a thousand times more than exists in the world. So, hang, hang on. I offered you anything it was in my power to give, but instead of saying thanks and picking a thing, you tried to do a trick to make me give you something I couldn't. Well, yes. You see, but... Dave, this is why no one likes you. <laughs> story is, well, if you're a mathematician, it's always ensure the terms of your sequence are sufficiently established to determine a unique response. But more generally, the moral is, as usual, don't be a dick. The end. Hello, my name is Patsy Straightwoman, and welcome to a cross between the interview sketch and the animal interview sketch, depending where you're looking. Because I am delighted to be joined today by Clive, who is a centaur. Clive, <laughs> welcome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, Clive. Would you mind just 
not eating during the interview, only we're picking it up on the mic. Oh, I'm sorry about that, but no, I can't stop. <laughs> right. I, I mean, it'll only be a minute or two. <laughs> I haven't got a minute or two. I've got a horse's body and a man's mouth. OK? <laughs> Do you know how long it takes a human to eat enough oats to fill a horse? <laughs> It takes all my time. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, dear is about right. I am always eating and always hungry. Oh, and also, my human taste buds hate grass and raw oats, but my horse stomach can't process anything else. So I'm actually always hungry and always eating something I hate. I'm sorry to hear that, but there must be some compensations, surely. Galloping majestically through the forest. Oh, yeah, that sounds great, doesn't it? Galloping through the forest like a horse would do, only on the front of the horse, at branch and bramble height, there's a naked human torso. Yes. And in any case, I can't gallop. You don't seem to understand. I can't afford to burn a single calorie more energy than I have to. At night, I have to wake up every 40 minutes to force down another handful of grass, or I accidentally starve. (laughs) Being a centaur is an utterly miserable existence. What beats me is how he evolved this way in the first place. Well, Clive, the depressing centaur, thank you. <laughs> afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. First customer of the day. Welcome to the Georgian Dragon. What can I get for you? Uh, actually, I was hoping to speak to the landlord. Oh, yes, I'm afraid he doesn't do walking autographs anymore. But he does a meet and greet session every other Sunday, if you want to pick No, I, um, I wanted to see him privately. I'm an old friend of his. Huh. No offence, mate, but I don't think you are. And I'll tell you how I know. I'm him. Mm-hmm. George. In person. You really don't remember me? Sorry, mate, no. Well, you do look a bit... I'm the dragon. <laughs> Alistair. Hello, George. Blow me, I'd never have... I'll see it now, though. Good to see you, mate. Yes, yes, you too. Yeah, you're looking good. So you're still a... Dragon, yeah, yeah, still a dragon. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. what, you were just passing? No, I, I wasn't just passing. George, I, um... I came to ask you something. Yeah? Could you please stop going on about the fight? I wouldn't say I'll go on about it. You you do, you do. I can't turn on the TV without seeing you plugging your pub. Just marketing. Or uh, another one of your books, How I Slew the Dragon, How You Can Slay Your Dragon, Lose Weight the St George Way by Slaying Dragons. Well, you know, you've got to make the most of your 15 minutes of fame. Years. It's been 15 years now. And look, I I took the gig, Okay, I accept that. I needed the money, I took a dive. But... Honestly, George, it's everywhere I look. And it's stopping me getting endorsement work. They say, oh, I'm sorry, your brand's too strongly associated with being killed. (laughs) What can I say? I did kill you. Did you, though? Yes. (laughs) Only, you know, here I am. Okay, sure, but I mean, I could have done if I'd wanted. No, you couldn't. Yes, I could. George, I'm a dragon. Yeah, (laughs) I'm a saint. Yeah, exactly. If it had been a praying competition, I might have been worried. Well, if we really want to get into it, Al, when you say a dragon... Ah, no, I am a dragon. Well, you play a dragon. No, I am a dragon. And you do it very well for a monitor lizard. (gasps) (laughs) A Komodo dragon is what I am. That is literally the name for me. Right, but so is monitor lizard. (laughs) Low blow, George. (sighs) OK, I'm I'm sorry. Look, I'll tell you what I'll do. From now on, when I do interviews, I'll make a, a lot bigger deal about how fierce you were, how terrifying, what a close thing it was, and yet how even in the thick of the battle, I was struck by how charismatic you were and what a good spokesman you'd make for products and services, OK? 
But that's good for both of us. Well, that would make a, a big difference, George. I would appreciate that. Consider it done, mate. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So, and why are you otherwise? Keeping busy? Oh, yeah, yeah, not too bad, yeah. Chinese New Year's coming up, that's always my busy time. <laughs> uh, tomorrow I'm up for a, a modelling gig. Agent reckons it'll be a big deal if I can get it. Oh, good for you. What's it for? Wales. <laughs> John? Margaret, yeah. I'm just checking, are you transitioning this show into being entirely about animals? <laughs> no. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Not all the sketches are about animals. Some of them are about kings. Oh, yes, of course, the kings, the relentless kings. Uh, but it is all animals and kings, then? No. No? No. No, because I'm just looking at next week's running order. We've got armadillos go bowling, <laughs> King Midas becomes a masseuse, <laughs> a moose becomes a masseuse, uh, Richard III and a wombat, <laughs> King Lear and a hippo, and finally... Since you ask me to recite the whole of The Lion King, including singing all the songs, plus two encores for I Just Can't Wait to Be King. I love that one. Yeah, of course you do. It's about an animal who wants to be king. <laughs> no, John, it really isn't that funny. Animals. It's just... It's series seven. I think you might be getting a bit self-indulgent. Oh, OK, point taken. Mm. And what, probably cut down on all these sketches where you butt in as well, eh? Oh, no, 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 keep doing those. I love them. <laughs> what a beautiful sunset. Mm, isn't it? Yeah. So beautiful. Really gorgeous. Mm. I could watch it all day. Oh, if only. <laughs> <sighs> Look at the colours in the clouds. Yeah, no, no, I am, yeah. That's what I was looking at, yeah. Orange and uh, pink. Yeah, yeah, those, those are the colours I meant. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. And the sun just sinking. There. Yeah, that's that's the sunset for you. I like I like how slowly it sinks. Mm. It is slow, isn't it? <laughs> that's part of the beauty. Because mm. you don't see anything else sink that slowly, do you? Normally things sink much faster. <laughs> yeah. But less beautifully. Yep, yep. Still. Nearly gone now. <laughs> yep. Nearly. So close to setting. And yet still. Yep. Going. 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 Come on. <laughs> gone. Oh, right. Beauty over. Pub? Pub. <laughs> Hello. Um, I'm probably going to have to head off now. Uh, I just wanted to say again, so sorry for your loss, uh, but so nice to see you. I mean, not nice, obviously. Oh, well, it, it is nice to see you, but no, not under these circumstances. Well, it is, but not nice enough to make it worthwhile that she died. <laughs> I mean, obviously, <laughs> that goes without saying. That should have gone without saying. <laughs> 
but it, it, was, a, it was a wonderful service. Not, not wonderful. <laughs> Terrible. But good. Good in a bad way. As in, if she had to die, you've absolutely made the best of it. <laughs> Not, not the best. I mean, it's still terrible. The circumstances. The circumstances are terrible. The event was amazing. <laughs> amazing is definitely the wrong word. Now, I, I'm just saying, you really made a, a silk purse out of a sow's ear. <laughs> but that I don't want the silk purse, and it doesn't make up for the sow not being able to hear anymore. <laughs> I'm not calling your late grandmother a sow. <laughs> And I am aware her problem is more severe than hearing loss. <laughs> just, just, just to be clear, I, I hate that your grand died, okay? That was oh, stupid. <laughs> this day, however, was great, in a sad way. But you made it as good as it could have been, which was still awful, but not because of your fault. You, great. Your grand, sadly dead. Me, sorry about that, but happy. Not happy, but admiring. <laughs> of this great day, not great, this sad, well-managed, awful, fantastic day. So, uh, goodbye. So sorry for your loss. It was a beautiful service. <laughs> it was a bit glib. <laughs> no Roy heard from the other day? No, who's that? Old Terry, over Westcott Farm. Oh, he must have been working that field well, close on 30 years now. How is he finding it? Well, I'll tell you. He says these days... Job's nigh on impossible. Does he? Yeah. Says they just don't take any notice of him anymore. Just ignore him, they do now. The crows, this is. Yeah, the crows. Uh. Of course the crows. <laughs> Says fact of the matter is they can't be scared. And this is Terry talking. Yeah, no, Terry's one of the best scarecrows in the business. Oh, <laughs> no, the crows these days, modern crows, there's no scaring them. Mm. Used to be, you stood out in a field, looking like a man, mm. crows had wet themselves. Yeah. <laughs> now they just laugh out their beak. Yeah. They're desensitised. They are. Yeah. They're desensitised, exactly. Just before I got took down, I had one perch on me. Oh, no. Oh. Right on me hat. Proper fool, I felt. Well, it's not right. Mind, I don't blame the crows. No, I blame. The farmers. The farmers. farmers, I do. I blame the farmers. They spoil those crows. <laughs> With their CDs on strings. <laughs> Machines that go bang at unpredictable intervals. No wonder they're not scared anymore. Yeah, you know the latest thing ours has got? No, what's it got? A kite in the shape of a hawk. Kite? <laughs> yep, with laser beams for eyes. Oh, for <laughs> sake. We didn't need all that. We didn't. The way we scared them was sudden. Mm. It wasn't all cheap bangs and laser hawks. No. It was... Who's that standing alone in the field? <laughs> Why is he standing so still? Has he got his arms stretched out? <laughs> We'd better keep away. Yeah. We were masters of suspense. We were. We built up an atmosphere of fear. And for my money, that's a damn sight scarier than a thing that goes bang. Yeah. Where's the art in that? Well, nowhere. And what's more, it doesn't stay with you. You're a crow, something goes bang unexpectedly. You go, ah, you fly away. But then you forget it. Whereas always, long after you've flown away, you're back in your nest, trying to sleep. Suddenly you think, a man in the field today. <laughs> Where were his feet? <laughs> it was a craft, is what it was. It was. It was. Uh... <laughs> Tell you what, let's pretend that never happened. <laughs> <laughs>
And now it's time once again to join the speaker and his team for Prime Minister's Question Time. Hello. This week we're coming to you from the lovely city of Westminster, home to a splendid abbey, a cathedral, and of course, to our very own Prime Minister. <laughs> and who's got our first question, please? Uh, yes, hello. Uh, my name is Dennis Skinner from Bolsover. Uh, I have a rather poor constituency, which I'm afraid to say doesn't boast very much in the way of manufacturing or services. Uh, how should I protect it from harsh economic conditions? And you've brought a picture of it along, I think. Uh, yes, yes, I have, yes. Oh, dear, yes. Uh, Prime Minister, how best to nurture a rather sickly constituency? Oh, yes, it is in a rather bad way, isn't it? Um, I think what I do is prune back as much as you can of community services, subsidies, that sort of thing. And hopefully, uh, you should find that relieved of all that extra weight, your constituency starts to flourish again. <laughs> there you are. Be cruel to be kind, Mr Skinner. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure Bolsover is going to be in absolute picture. Report back. Onward and up. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. Uh, this was my fault. I, um, I introduced it too warmly. I set the tone wrong. I do apologise. Let me try again. <clears throat> we can now go live to Sunningham Village Hall for gardeners' questions. <laughs> questions to the gardeners. Mary Briggs. Under the current conditions, my flowers in my wonderful garden in Sunningham continue to struggle to wither and, quite frankly, to die. Will, will the panel join me in condemning loamy soil? All right, all right. Will gardeners please compose themselves? In, in condemning loamy soil, a failed experiment that has led to nothing but misery for generations of gardeners. Absolutely not. Loamy soil is a real success story and continues to do sterling work for flowers, for herbs and for hard-working vegetables across the country. Quite, 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 quite frankly, if the Right Honourable Gardener for Sunningham's flowers are dying, it is because she consistently fails to water them. Yep, sorry, I see what, what I did that time. Well, I mean, I could try a third time, but to be honest, I think I prefer them both like that. John Finnamore's Souvenir Programme was written and performed by John Finnamore with Margaret Payborn Smith, Simon Kane, Laurie Lewin, and Carrie Quinlan. Producer was Ed Morris, and it was a BBC Studios production. Since you asked me for a card trick. <laughs> Very well then, think of a playing card. Right now, any card. Now, say it out loud. Oh, the Queen of Hearts, good choice. <laughs> now then, for the 51 out of every 52 of you whose time I just wasted, <laughs> perhaps I might offer some small compensation by inviting you to imagine what just happened to the other one. <laughs> good night. <laughs>